Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. As Hemel Hempstead, we wish as we do once a week, we come out and we declare God's word to you. It's a great privilege and honor to be able to do so. And we do give thanks to the Lord for a good, clear day to be able to minister his word. And I pray that you'll take some time to hear the word of the Lord. The Bible tells us man shall not live by bread alone, but every word proceeds from the mouth of Almighty God. And friends, we live and move and have our being because of Almighty God who sustains life here upon this earth that he has made. The Bible makes very clear that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. God has made all things and God has made man in his own image. And yet man sadly has strayed in his sin. But God, in all of his mercy, sent his dear son, Jesus Christ, into the world to save sinners. And I want to bring to your word this afternoon that we find in the epistle to the Romans in the New Testament. Romans chapter 1, and I read some verses about the gospel, and I want to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ here this afternoon with the Lord's help. The Apostle Paul says this, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, that became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God to an image made like corruptible man, into birds, into four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. I want to address you now from God's Word, particularly on this verse that reminds us here of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the verses that I read to you, you hearing just a moment ago, there are many things to glean. God is made perfect world. We're told in these verses that God has revealed himself to mankind 
You say, well, how so? Well, we read there by the things that he has created. His invisible attributes are seen by the visible things that we see. The Bible says, the heavens and the earth declare the glory of God. These things, friends, did not take place by accident. We do not see a world of creation of chaos, but we see that everything is intricately, intricately and wonderfully designed by God who is powerful and glorious. You look at a simple flower. It's a lovely time of the year. We see the beautiful flowers and the creation of the earth. We see animals. We see the sky. What a beautiful day God has given us. And yet, we reject Almighty God and pretend that He is not there. And men have even, as we've read here, reduced God to four-footed creatures and they say that this elephant, that this snake, uh, that this reptile even, uh, that even a piece of wood is a God. Well, friends, how ridiculous is that things that die, things that cannot create, men make these things God. Even man has made himself, as it were, to be a God. Man has strayed from Almighty God in this world. What is the reason for all the problems in the world? It's man's sinful heart. Man is at the core of the problems of this world. Crime, adultery, theft, murder, all of these things come from the human heart. The human heart has strayed from Almighty God. And the Bible says there is none that are righteous. No, not one. All have sinned and all come short of God's law. God has concluded all men under sin. The scriptures have concluded all men under sin. We read in Romans that man's mouth is silenced before Almighty God. He cannot speak because he is guilty. All of us, me, you, every one of us, have come short of God's righteousness. But I want to speak here on verse 16 of Romans chapter 1, where the Apostle Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for. Where we have a word, for, that preposition tells us here is the reason why. Because in this gospel, therein, he's here speaking about the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. And what is that righteousness? Well, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 3 that that righteousness comes through the righteous one. Jesus Christ is the only righteous one. You take a leaflet. Jesus Christ is the only righteous one, friends. We're told in the New Testament 
that God would send his dear son into this world. And he did come. It was announced to Mary that that which was to be born of her was very God. He's given two names there in Matthew. Emmanuel, which means God with us. And also another name he was given, Jesus. That word means that the Lord saves. The Lord Jesus Christ, dear friends, saves. Saves sinners. And this is a precious message, dear friend. Good to see you. And Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. This is wonderful news. I can't understand why people get angry at this. This is a wonderful message that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The scriptures say this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation from the king to the street sweeper. My friends, this is an acceptable, wonderful message that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. But how does God do this? And why is Paul not ashamed of the gospel? And why am I not ashamed of the gospel as a minister of God's word? Because in this gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. That is God's righteousness through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ who had come into this world and who would live a righteous life that none of us have ever lived or could ever live for that matter. You know, the scriptures say of Christ that he was holy, that he was harmless, that he was undefiled, that he was separate from sinners. And friends, it is a wonder of wonder that God the Son, who was always with the Father, should take upon Him human flesh, that He should suffer, that He should die, that He should come, and He should live in a world that He made, a world that despises Him. And I know, as I've even heard whilst I've been preaching, people take that name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they use His name as a swear word, and they cuss, and they blaspheme God. And yet that very one came into this sin-stricken world to live under God's law and to perfectly obey it in the place of all who would ever believe upon Him. He came to save a certain amount of people out of this world. Jesus Christ didn't come to save everybody, but he came to save all who would come by his power and grace to hear this word. They are called his sheep, and they have strayed just like everybody else in this world from Almighty God, even from birth, even in our mother's womb, the Bible tells us. We were shapen in iniquity, shapen in sin, and he knows all of his people. And God has determined to save from every kindred, tribe, tongue, and nation, people who will believe upon his righteousness. We have it in Jeremiah 
chapter 23, and this is how we shall be saved, we're told, the Lord, our righteousness. My dear friends, this is why Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because God in the fullness of time sent forth his Son, we're told. Galatians 4 verse 4, who was born of a woman, made under the law, that is, he came under the law of God to redeem his people. You know, friends, as far as God's law goes, each and every man stands condemned. He has no righteousness. He has no standing before God. I stand as a sinner today, but only trusting in Jesus Christ's righteousness. I have no righteousness of my own. I'm a terrible sinner. I've sinned. I've broken God's laws. Time without number. And I don't come and try to preach morality to you, friends. But I preach to you the righteousness of God, as Paul says, which is by faith. And the sinner receives that righteousness by faith. And the sinner must then ask the question, well, what of my sins? Well, God justifies the sinner not only by the righteousness of his Son, but by the death of his Son. Those who believe upon Christ must have full assurance, and they can have full assurance that Christ Jesus died for their sins. You see, salvation is not just receiving the righteousness of God, but it, it is this, that that righteous one, Jesus Christ, who never sinned, unlike you and I, he had to die in the place of his people. And that is exactly what he did. He said, my sheep hear my voice. I come to them and I give them eternal life. But he also said, I lay down my life for my sheep. And you see, this is why Christianity is from God. Because only God can make right the sinner. The religions of this world are of men. And the religions of this world, men are trying to make themselves right with God. But what of their sin? What of all their past record? You see, friends, not only do we have a bad record, the record of our sin, but we have a bad heart. But God, out of His love, wherewith He loved His people, gave His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And this is why Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And it is the power of God to save, to save the ungodly. Paul tells us in Romans 5 that God justifies the ungodly. You think of the two men, and I often bring those two men before the people of Hemel Hempstead here every week. There's two men on the cross dying. One of them justified, one of them right with God, the other wasn't. And he didn't even understand the gospel of justification by faith, but he simply believed upon Christ when Christ said, today you shall be with me in paradise. There was a humble 
Saul, who understood, as he said to his friend, we are receiving our just deserts. And this is what man does deserve. God's wrath. God's punishment. You see, after physical death is a separation from God, and that's what we all justly deserve. Do we think for a moment that if we live here on earth, and we've had no time, no thought for God, and we've never repented of our sin, we've never believed upon the only name under heaven, which the Bible says men may be saved, that we could enter God's heaven, that we have believed a religion of men, and that we believe that somehow we're right with God or our good deeds. My friends, even our good deeds are tainted with pride. We go and do something, and how often we like to boast about that thing that we've done. What's at the heart of that? It's pride. That's the element of man's heart. That's the essence of man's heart. And he hides his sin. The Bible says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. If we try to hide our sin and say we have not sinned, the Bible says we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But you know, the one who acknowledges, friends, by the grace of God, I have sinned, I have done wrong in my life, I have no hope in myself. And then that person, by the grace of God, looks to God, believes this gospel that is brought to them, believes on Christ, can say with Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Why? For in this gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. My friends, righteousness is perfect impeccability. That word impeccability comes from the old Latin, pecca, meaning sin. Impeccability means without sin, without moral defect. Friends, we are full of defects. Not only physically, but especially spiritually. We are marked and we deceive ourselves. But the Bible unmasks us. It uncovers our sin. As it were, it opens up the lid on our lives. When you read the Bible, it's like looking into a mirror. And you see that you come short of God's law, of God's standards, of God's requirements. Everyone since Adam is like that. When Adam sinned, he had to be separated from the Lord. He was banished from the presence of God. But God made clear to him and Eve in the garden that he would eventually send the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, into this world, my friends. That he would come into this world. And this is why the scriptures say, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, made under the law, so that he would be the righteousness of all who believe upon him. Friends, there's a hymn sometimes we sing, and if you come along to church, you'll hear us sing it. 
My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. What are you trusting in, my friend? For heaven, your good deeds? Well, the Bible says this, even our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. How much more our sin then? If our good deeds are so tainted with sin and God does not accept them, how odious are our sins. But how great is Jesus Christ. How wonderful He is. He is called the last Adam. By the first Adam, all have sinned. But by this last Adam, many shall be made righteous, we're told. My friend, I plead with you. Do you know Jesus Christ? Some of you, I'm afraid to say, only know him as a swear word. And that's very sad. Some of you have never known the Bible, and yet you've criticized the Word of God. And you've mocked Christians. And you've never had time to... Well, taken time. You've had plenty of time. But you've never taken the time to search the truth. It's a solemn thing, friends. You're breathing God's air every day. You're living in His world. You believe the lies of men. How precious is God's Word. Do you know that this book that I'm holding in my hands is the most published book in all the world. It's the oldest book. And it's the book that has stood the test of time because it is God's Word. But my friends, it is the book that will condemn many. Paul says men will be judged by this gospel, not only by the law, but by the gospel. Paul says it's in Romans 2. There are many like the Jew who thought they were right with God. But we're all breakers of God's law, friends. And we're all undone before God. But here in the gospel, God reveals the righteousness of His Son. And all of His people will believe it and trust in it. What is your hope for eternal life? My friend, I don't know how old you are, and you don't know how many days you have here upon earth left. But you will soon, as I will, stand before Almighty God and give an account of our lives. And if we do not have a perfect righteousness, we will be lost forever. The one who believes upon Christ, that very one Christ died for, and he gives to them his righteousness, and they believe upon it. My friends, the gospel report is this, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. 
The Bible tells us we are sinners. And we have no hope apart from God's salvation. He is styled the Saviour. He is also styled the Saviour of the world. Not that he will save all men in the world, but he will save all kinds of sinners in this world. From every clime of society. No matter what their sins are, he died for them. And they will all humbly come and believe upon him. I urge you, friend, I see some listening. Give your soul no rest until you have come face to face with the fact that you and I are sinners and we stand condemned under God's law. And we have no hope apart from God's righteousness that is revealed in the gospel of his Son. And I implore you, I urge you to come this coming Sunday, we call it the Lord's Day, because Jesus Christ rose on that first day of the week because he had no sin, because he was righteous, and he is righteous. I urge you to come along this coming Sunday, which we call the Lord's Day. Our morning service is at 10.30 a.m. and the evening service is at 6 p.m. And come and hear God's Word. And we'll preach to you once again that same gospel and many things from God's Word where you will see how precious the Lord Jesus Christ is. He not only gives the sinner righteousness, but He works righteousness in that person's heart. And He gives them a new life, new found power in Him. We meet at Nash Mills Village Hall. That's on the corner of Lower Road and Red Lion Lane. And I can assure you, you'd receive a very warm welcome if you came along. Do come along this coming Sunday, as I said, 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. And you'd receive a very warm welcome if you come along. Do come and hear the word of God. I bid you a good day. The friend, give your soul no rest until you seek the Lord truly and you are found of him believing in his word it's God that brings a man to his word and you have heard the word of God but have you received it friend in your heart this day have you believed upon Jesus Christ that is the great need friend of the soul to believe upon Jesus Christ what will it profit a man said Jesus if he gained the whole world and yet lose his soul, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Amen.